All right, welcome everybody to the Green Door Podcast. I am your host, Nacho Vegas, and I'm here with the special guest goddess, Lilith. Hey, guys. And um, we're going to be talking about some interesting uh, fetishes and stuff. I, I <laughs> believe it's going to be pretty entertaining and pretty fun. So if you like what you hear, um, we're going to put her put her social media links uh, below, and obviously we're going to have our links below. Please like and subscribe. And um, I'm really glad that you guys are are sticking with us and uh, and joining our show. So uh, keep on comment commenting. I am reading all of them. So all right. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm uh, excited to be here. Yeah, I really love your hat. Thank you. <laughs> Got this out in L.A. for a little red carpet appearance. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So which which appearance was that? Uh, it was for Xbiz. Oh nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I've been nominated a few times for various different things, so I'm like, I need something that's gonna like make a statement. Right. So I get a lot of compliments on the hat. That's so it's cool. sort of become part of my trademark now. Do you wear that like <laughs> daily or like Not every day. Sometimes I will just wear it around the house for the fuck of it. If I need if I need to like pick myself up a little bit, I'm like, Okay, I'm putting this fucking hat on. It's go time. Right. And I do a lot of, like, home streaming as well. So, you know, it's like... I also... It, part of it's also, like, laziness motivated, too, because I don't want to necessarily have to put a full face on, get all dressed up. So I'm just like, boom, hat, good. It's like if you're, like, a boss type, you got to have a boss hat. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And then if someone tries to grab it, like, they're going to hurt themselves. Because <laughs> that shit is so spiky. It is very spiky. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that really does fit your persona. Thank you. So what kind of, like, I understand you do fetishes. Mm-hmm. And what kind of fetishes are you into or does your fans like? So... I would have to say the things that I am most known for would probably be like my ball busting and my foot fetish content yeah, um, and okay. trampling and stuff like that. I, I I really enjoy a lot of those things more on the mean side, really like, you know, the foot fetish stuff was kind of how I sort of got my start okay. into um, fetish modeling. So, you know, and it's also sort of, it's a little bit like less intense, so it's more popular, I guess you could say. It's a little more palatable for the average person rather than like hey i'm gonna punch your fucking nuts in kind of thing right so but i have to admit i do enjoy the more sadistic stuff a lot more than just the simple foot fetish stuff right and uh another thing uh that you know we had touched on a little bit earlier we were talking about how we like public stuff mm-hmm. i love just taking a sub out in public and and just fucking with them yeah. making a scene a little bit i've always been kind of an exhibitionist type uh-huh and um, that sort of translates in a more, I guess, vanilla sense um, with my uh, my other pursuits. I'm in a, I've been in bands for a long time. I'm currently in a heavy metal band called Sorrow Seed, and actually we're playing right here in Vegas uh, oh, on Saturday okay. at the dive bar. Oh wow! Okay. So so yeah, we're gonna be doing that. Um, but I love being on stage. I love just sort of soaking up all the attention. So for whatever reason, I've just sort of always been into that. And uh, you know, back when I was in high school, I uh, experimented. That was the first fetish I ever sort of played with without even realizing it was a fetish. Right. I was just kind of like my boyfriend at the time. I wouldn't I wouldn't call him a sub per se, but he was just sort of like easygoing kind of guy. Just right. kind of did what I wanted him to do. Right. He was just like sure yeah you want to do it let's go for it he was very cool like that so i was like i want to put you on a leash and collar and walk you around the mall for a while 
I can't tell you why I wanted to do that. I just thought it would be fun and exciting, and it totally was. I loved all of the fucking attention, all of the staring, all of the pointing, and, like, he was beet red, and that made me smile even harder. (laughs) And so we kind of just, we made a spectacle out of ourselves for a little bit before we eventually just got uh, ejected by the the mall security person, so. (laughs) How did you get ejected for... Wearing really, you're just wearing clothing. Like yeah. you see parents with their kids on the leash. Right. I I truly right. was not expecting that to happen. Uh-huh. Um, but the dude was just like, "There's families and their kids here and stuff. You can't do that." And I'm like, "Okay. Well, you know, how about I just unhook it and I pull him around on his like collar thing?" And he was just like, "No, you can't do that either." So this dude like walked us out, escorted us off the fucking property. That's crazy. So I was pretty pissed off about that. But, um, but that, but yeah, so, I mean, that was my first little, I, I had no idea at the time that this was like an actual fetish, but these are just sort of the types of things I was drawn to. Do you know where you could get away with that is at the first Friday? I love first Friday. First Friday. Have you seen people doing that kind of shit there? I have. Yeah. Really? Okay. Before COVID, but yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love First Friday. I'll have to take one of my subbies out for a little spin. Right? And then while you're eating, like, an elote or something? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like I like kind of doing this shit on the strip, too, because mm-hmm. then people stop, and they're like, wait, well, who are you? And I'm like, here's my business card. Hell yeah. You know, it's great for canvassing. Go join my go join my loyal fans or whatever you're gonna fucking join. Right. Go get my videos on Pornhub. It's very in person <laughs> yeah. like advertisement. Right, because people are just like, wow, I've I've never seen this. Right. And, and I'm just like, and this is my real life. Like I'm not doing this for show. You know, yeah. I am in a way. I'm doing it for show, but it's also what I do at home. Right. So it's like you know, I'm actually the real deal. I'm not somebody who just puts on the hat and the corset and whatever and I just become this different person I mean there's nothing wrong with that but um but I've just genuinely been like this for my whole life that's awesome I did see you know actually I think it was this morning or yesterday I saw um snapchat or uh my snapchat where this girl was playing craps and then the she had a leash and the guy was on his knees facing away from her on the craps table in the casino and like and he was just like like this the whole time but she's just like rolling the dice and you see other people like recording it and like like saying oh my god yeah but if if you can get away with it and like get a lot of publicity out of it this this is the town absolutely and there's a lot of subs that want to just like have me with them when they go out gambling or whatever and you know if they want to they want to kind of be seen with somebody and if it's if it's on the the darker kinkier side like you know even better for because some of the guys love to eat up the attention the same way i do what what came first the the leash or like the ball busting definitely the leash the leash and collar thing was the very first thing i didn't realize that i could kind of explore like the whole like pain thing to the degree in which I have been able to. Um, You know, in my kind of younger years, I would manifest my sort of pent-up aggression into things like, you know, fist fights at school and stuff like that, or I played hockey for a little while, and that was great because I got to get out my aggression without any repercussions most of the time. But, um, it... I was just... I was just so, uh, kind of, like, 
I had no idea that this was even a thing that I could do. And these were kind of in the, the, the early ages of the internet as well. So it wasn't like I could just come home and just start fucking surfing down, like, the dark web or anything like that. Like, everything was, like, pretty vanilla when I was, uh... When I was a youngster exploring the internet, you know, you could find plenty of regular porn and stuff like that. Right. But I never, ever, in all of my perusing, and I did, I did my fair share of perusing, you know. Right. Um, but I never really came across anything like kinky until much, much later when I started doing alternative modeling, and I started working with a couple of folks who uh, were inspired by like Betty Page, for example, and okay. they kind of wanted to recreate stuff like that, scenes like that, and I'm like, oh. I did, uh, one of the things that I did, um, in addition to just, like, this person had a thing for nylons and pantyhose, so we did that, um, and then one of our very next shoots was, like, uh, supposed to be, it was me and my friend, we were supposed to be sisters, washing each other's mouths out with soap, like, in our underwear, like, legit, like, I wouldn't let the girl put the soap in my mouth, like, actually, but she let me do it to her, and I got her mouth all sudsy and shit, and, you know, because she was kind of, like, the sub she would just like go with whatever and um you know when i was exploring fetish photography i very quickly realized like there was no part of me that was submissive at all right there you know and as a bondage model rope mod uh bondage model can make a lot of money i was being offered like 400 dollars a shoot to just be in bondage and be tied up and whatever so i tried it once and i was just like fuck this like never again i right. will never fucking like i just i didn't like the way i felt i didn't like the positions i was in i found it physically uncomfortable and i was like okay well that settles it like i'm not a sub i also like didn't like being humiliated or anything like that right. or feeling like i was being humiliated so that pretty much struck out that whole possibility that i could be a switch in any way right. so because uh a lot of doms a lot of old school doms have had training to where they have to be the sub first. Right. Unfortunately, I was never able to sort of link up and get training like that. I kind of had, I had a mentor early on when I was modeling and stuff, but it was a lot of like foot parties and things like that. So she didn't train me like as her sub kind of thing, but that's how a lot of dominant women are, are taught. You know, you have to learn from the sub perspective right. before you can be a pro dom so but for me the experiences i had as a fetish model were like more than enough i was like nope i'm good with this right. <laughs> so um and then after i was modeling for a little while then i started learning about all these different fetishes and things that guys would be okay with me doing to them stuff like that and i met a lot of them at these at these foot parties and um play parties and stuff and you know, I was just sort of like a, a sponge for this information. You know, I had one dude come to my house to clean one time, and he, as soon as he closed the door, he got down on his knees, and he took out his wallet, and he just fucking handed it, all the cash in it to me, and he was, like, going like this, and I was like, the fuck you doing, dude? Like, right. you know, I'm, I'm just sitting here looking at him, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Right. He's handing me all his cash, because... I will say that, you know, the, the financial domination thing is a whole fucking category, and I must admit, although I do enjoy it, and I dabble in it, and anybody who serves me long term is going to financially serve me, I am not, like, super, like, naturally adept at it, because when, when I was growing up, I was the kind of, uh, I was the kind of kid that my parents were like, 
you need to get a job, you need to work, like, you need to learn how to work and work hard. Right. And I would never, ever think of taking advantage of, of one of my friends or my boyfriend even, like, financially. But I find that the people who are naturally good at, at financial domination are the types of uh, women who have always been doing it their whole lives. They're like, right. hey, go buy me a pack of cigarettes. Right. Hey, like, you know, I want I want these fucking shoes and you're going to buy them for me. So for me, when when that dude ever fucking, like, did that in my first, like, FinDom experience, I was just like, it was not clicking in my head. Right. Um, of course, now looking back on it later, I fully understand what he was doing. He was, like, pledging himself to me. But when I was first learning, I was just kind of like, what the fuck kind of weird shit is this dude doing? Wow. <laughs> of course I took the money, but I just I just <laughs> sort of like played it off like I knew what he was doing. I was just like, uh, okay. And I just like pocketed it and moved on. But, you know, now that's the kind of thing that when, when a sub does that to me uh, in a first meeting, I'm like, oh, well, this person's taking it seriously kind of thing. Because if they're not willing to send you a tribute, as we call it, or present a tribute um, or a gift in the beginning, then they're usually not as serious about having a long-term kind of thing. Right. What kind of advice do you have for, like, people that want to get into the Fendom? Um, like, is it something you, you have to be kind of a natural at it? Or you can easily just learn it without knowing anything about it? I'd say a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I mean, anybody can learn how to do it, but if you are naturally sort of uh, good at, I don't know, just batting your eyelashes, being cute, and being a little manipulative, like, it's going to come to you a lot easier than someone who's like, oh, these guys need to be taught, you know, need, you need to say X, Y, and Z to them. There's, like, trigger phrases for them and stuff. But I would say for advice for anybody looking to get into it, research first, study, like, you know, um, Twitter is probably the, uh, the best social media platform for finding examples because you will find it on Instagram and sometimes even Facebook and places like that but it is like technically banned content on there right. so lots of times these accounts will get frozen or the posts will get pulled but right now Twitter is the only social media platform where it's sort of this kind of stuff is like not moderated right. so Twitter is a good example I mean you can find this stuff everywhere now even on like Pornhub yeah. you know it's it's become a very mainstream fetish and I think there's a couple reasons for that there's a there's a few uh, high-profile doms shall we say that have sort of uh, just they've been in the media a whole bunch and uh, one of them was on MTV I was actually part of part of that episode it's called uh, I'm a financial dominatrix I, I believe is the name of the MTV episode feel free to, to look it up check it out I believe it's on their website but I remember the shows like that yeah. yeah, and so they're just exposing this this like weird kink that people genuinely have, and so it's right. it's received a lot of attention for better or worse, and a lot of uh, a lot of girls and guys are just sort of hopping onto Twitter, making accounts like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a FinDom now, mm. or the guys are like, I'm a Cash Master, but it really there's a lot more to it than that, you know. Like, sure, if you if you take that approach, you can snag a few people whatever they might be new too but you're not going to have like a long lasting kind of like ongoing sort yeah. of thing with them so before you jump in make sure you do some research first and really understand what the fetish actually is right and i would say that about pretty much anything like as as a pro if you're going to call yourself a pro you should 
learn things like protocol and basic safety and, you know, take a course or two at the very least if you can't get hands-on training. But if you're just trying to do this in your personal life, you know, I mean, you should still learn about things like safety and stuff like that. Right. You know, if, if people, if you expect people to come to you and pay, you know, your hourly rate or whatever, like you better know what the fuck you're doing. Right. And not like potentially injure them or permanently harm them in some way whether it's physically emotionally mentally financially right you know some some of these guys have a fantasy about being ruined financially and uh and i i've done it actually i did ruin somebody financially once um and i felt bad about it after really Uh, yeah so that's why i was like yeah i don't i'm not gonna be this like the heartless fin dom type where a lot of a lot of um Findom providers, they don't care when they financially ruin someone. For me, it was a little different, too, because this was a sub that had served me for a long period of time, and we had become, like, friends. Right. So I think that's why I felt guilty about doing it. And even though when we decided to no longer do that, you know, we stayed in touch, and I saw how long it took him to recover from that. It took him, like, five or six years to get out of debt. Really? Yeah, yeah, and I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't know if that's actually my kink or not. Right. Like, everybody loves money, right? But, like, actually putting in somebody into debt, at least somebody that I care about, not so much. And I do I do tend to care about my personal subs. Right. So. And then when it comes to, like, the um, the pain side of, of the fetishes and stuff, like... Like you mentioned, like the ball busting, and mm-hmm. then, but what other ones did you mention that you, that you engage in? Uh, so I also like trampling. Trampling. And What's trampling, uh, again? trampling is when you, I mean, literally just stomp all over somebody, stand on their face, shove your foot, like you know wherever you want to shove it. Sometimes uh, I've worn heels doing this, stiletto heels. Wow. And, uh, you know, that that can be dangerous. So, again, you got to kind of know, like, don't don't play with people when you're fucked up. Like, you could really hurt them or you could hurt yourself. You know, if you're trying to s- step on a body wearing high heels, it's actually like your ankles will just fucking give out, like, right away if you're not focusing on what you're doing. So right. you could twist your ankle doing it. Um, but, yeah, I really like, uh, I really just like stepping all over people and jumping on them and stuff and standing on their faces or just kind of overall smothering in general with my feet or whatever and um and i'm also into things like um face slapping and scratching i love scratching with with uh you know my nails my claws a lot of a lot of uh public places won't allow blood so i kind of have to be careful with that if i'm at a club or something like that but you know in private i just i just love tearing the shit out of somebody's flesh it's just like (laughs) I don't know. It just it just does it for me. <laughs> and what kind of like clients are they like? Are they like like average shows, or they're like like corporate, like vice president of latex? I don't know. <laughs> there, there's like a whole. It's just sort of all sorts of walks of life, but commonly, um, I get a lot of people that are in various positions of power, whether it be as a CEO of a successful company or lawyers or police officers, or I had a former judge once. It's um, off, and I mean, but for for every one of those, there's like two or three college kids that are just experimenting. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's really it's really kind of 
It can be anyone, really, but those are the types that I see the most often. Either people in positions of power or the curious newbies that don't really know what they're into. And, you know, the reason that we tend to see people in positions of power is because they they want to, like, drop all that shit for a while. It gets heavy, you know. If you've ever been in a position where you have a lot of responsibility all the time, it just... It sucks. Or, right. like, maybe at home they have to be a certain man for their wife. Right. And they're tired of being that. And they want to go somewhere and just be the complete opposite. Right. They want to get fucked up the ass really hard and violently by by a powerful woman See instead that. of coming home <laughs> to the little wifey, you know? Right. I know, so, right? Like, imagine, like, all right, he's getting fucked in the ass by some dumb, dumb girl. But, like, has that person even attempted to ask his wife... Right. Can you just fuck me in the ass just one time? Probably not. Right. And, I mean, there's kind of, there's differing opinions on that. Me, personally, I believe that you should communicate your needs to your partner. No matter what kind of dynamic you have or whatever. If it fucks up your marriage, then so be it. Maybe you weren't meant to be together. Right. Um, But, you know. I've seen it. Okay. I was just going to say, other people think that it's healthier for the the person not to say anything to go get what they need on the side a couple times a month just to be able to maintain you know some of these guys have kids and shit right. like that so it's kind of like which is the lesser of two evils either way i still consider it cheating on your partner yeah if you're going if you're paying somebody to have a sexually fulfilling experience right behind your partner's back especially spending money on it you're cheating on them right. <laughs> whether whether there's penetrative sex or not so i think it's fucked up but if i like turned away every client i did that uh or that that did that on principle like i wouldn't really have that many clients right um i will stop seeing them sometimes though if i think they're being particularly heinous like this one dude uh, actually it was the former judge that i mentioned <laughs> he told me that in addition to seeing doms for his foot fetish he was just going down in new york city and like getting blowjobs and shit like that and i'm like oh so you know like why are you doing this behind her back or whatever and and he was like well she knows about the foot stuff but not the other stuff i'm like oh okay well have you talked about having an open marriage or whatever he's like no and i'm like okay and so I asked him at one point, I was just like, so, you know, why why are you doing this? And he was like, well, you know, I'm a man and I have needs. It was literally what he said. And I'm just looking at this motherfucker like, you're in a fucking monogamous marriage here. Yeah, and, you d- and you don't have yeah. the fucking balls to say, like, to your partner that you have kids with. So... So, yeah, not only did I stop seeing him, because I just thought that was so fucked up, the way he was so brazen about it. Um, I actually found the wife on Facebook. And I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't (laughs) tell her all the gory details. I was like, listen, I just want you to know, like, you know, your husband's been seeing me. I'm a professional dominatrix. I think you guys have some things to talk about. And that was it. And she she thanked me because she had no idea. And I don't know what happened after that. But normally I don't do stuff like that was the only time I have ever done anything like that but like I just I just felt for this woman I'm like this this lady needs to know about this shit because that's he didn't have a good reason he didn't say like well me and my wife don't have sex anymore right you know I don't have sex at all like because I asked him that I'm like are you still having sex with your wife and he said yes and it's like but that's also like potentially putting her in danger if you're fucking around right not being careful yeah you can catch something 
Right. Especially so, if you're going downtown New York. Exactly. So I'm like, you know what? I'm in a position of power here, and I'm I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing because I felt like it was the right thing to do. Right. So. See, I, I believe in like, honesty is best policy. Mm-hmm. But a place like the Green Door, like, we see that all the time here, and I've seen couples come in here for the first time or two with their problems like they they are struggling as a couple but they come in here for a month or two and then after that they're like the best couple ever they're like almost newlyweds again that's awesome but only because they uh, they communicate with each other they tell each other well they're gonna spend the first couple visits in here just looking right they're gonna watch people have sex in different ways like they could come in the dungeon room they could see pegging like hey hey hun like how about if you get fucked in the ass or like or hey honey how about couple swapping or hey how about just having sex in public yeah or mm-hmm. yeah any of that stuff and like and yeah I've seen like very strong relationships I've seen relationships rebuild from coming in a place like this but I have seen the darker side of it oh, where, where it like destroys the yeah and mm. I mean I'm gonna I've said this story before in the podcast but I just like uh, it's just something I would never forget and I'll be happy to share it with you um, but I'll say it really fast so basically like this couple would come in here and the wife would get fucked by like 10 or 20 dudes and like wow. and and the guy would, would just sit like on the side and just watch and uh, well I guess after a few times that they came, came in here I guess he felt left out and like so the, the wife would like get fucked doggy style and like dude would be right here and then say I'm the husband and the husband would give blowjobs to all the guys in line that's next to fuck the <laughs> wife and I remember the wife had like turned her head to look to see where her husband was and here he was just like jerking one off and sucking the other and like I guess the whole time that they've been married like she never knew that he liked sucking dicks oh. but he his <laughs> first thing he said was like I gotta have some fun too, kind right, of thing, right? Right, right. Like I feel left out. Like I want a dick, right? You know? So, I'm just like, holy shit! And I'm like, it's like watching like a tele telenovela. Like I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like you can't beat this entertainment. That's why we won the awards for the best place to watch people have sex or other types of stuff, you know? And like it's so amazing in here. But you do learn a lot about couples. Like, I'm a very observant person. Mm-hmm. So I see couples, and I see what works and what doesn't work. And then even as, when I used to come in here as a single guy, and, like, I would see other single guys doing their thing because I would see what works and what doesn't. And, like, it's probably the same thing with with uh, people that are subs and, like, and they're married with someone that they don't know. Like, for me, like, if you just be honest, like, yeah you never know what could happen like exactly they could be all for it right you know and if they're not they're not and you have to decide whether it's a big enough deal to keep going with them or not right like that's part of being a (laughs) grown-up you know exactly like okay sure you you have a wife and kids in a house and the whole thing but like if you have this like fundamental difference or this like thing that's continually eating at you like is that really how you want to spend the rest of your life Right. And a lot of these guys end up getting addicted and spending a shit ton of money. Right. You know, whereas if they just freed themselves from the imaginary shackles that they seem to have, like, 
they would leave themselves open to find a legitimate partner that would right. give them the needs that they're looking for. Right. But, you know, a lot of them are too, you know, people are afraid to do that kind of stuff. They're like, oh, my right. whole world will fall apart. And it's like, sure, but you have to rebuild a new one, maybe. Exactly. You know, as as humans, we go through that multiple times in our lives. And, like, yeah. it's, you know, it it's just natural. It's just part of your own path, you know. Right. It's like me in porn, like, like I'm not going to tell, like, like if, if I'm dating my girl on the first day, I'm going to say, hey, I'm in porn. Like, like it or don't, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Or even just and put it out there to begin with, right. you know, on your like, dating profile. Dating like, profile. I'm hey. involved in the adult industry. Um, yeah, exactly. So that you don't get any rude surprises later when they suddenly are not okay with yeah. you doing what you do. Because, yeah. you know, I've experienced that too. Right. And then you're like, what movies have you been in, like? Better shut your mouth before I fuck it. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Yo. I like so, that. Is that an actual title? Yeah, no, it's from it's a movie probably. I know. Oh, but yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> but, uh, like, Forrest Hump. You know? Like, <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, like, I know this other guy that, like, he's... So, he he has, like... used to have a Lambo, but he's got a couple, like... Uh, growing houses or whatever and like he sells marijuana but he has a dispensary and all that stuff and like but he's not allowed to drive anymore because like you know he's always gets an accident so like but he'll go on dates but he'll go in an uber and stuff and and he takes them here on their first date hmm. and like and he'll show them because he loves wow. coming, coming here and like and half the time like they'll the girls will either leave <laughs> or they'll stay yeah, yeah. so that that's actually pretty cool. Mhm. Yeah, if people knew that, if people had done that more, like everyone would be a whole lot happier. They're, yeah, you know. they'd be a lot more comfortable with their sexuality. Right, or at least like, like say, like I used to bring, I used to like give people tours a lot, like a lot of first timers that come in here. I love meeting first timers that come in here, only because I like to make them feel comfortable as possible, and I don't want them to like judge this place without actually like hearing it from an expert mm-hmm. or like that that will actually properly give them a tour and, and that way they could s- try to have an open mind and like and it's the same thing with with dominatrix like when dom dominate doms come in here in the dungeon room and then they do their thing with their subs or whatever else that any other kind of kinks that they do you know, you'll see a lot of couples that will sit and watch. And then I, sometimes, like, they'll ask me questions, like, do you guys allow this here? Like, of course we do. <laughs> you know, like, this is something that's, like, more normal than you think. Like, if we yeah, try to sure. tell people, like, it's more normal than you think. Like, yes. it's more normal. Like, you keep repeating that stuff. Right. Then they'll start, like, accept, okay. And they'll like, be okay with it. It'll sort of, like, uh, you know, de-demonize de- it, mm-hmm. I guess. I, I say that, I talk about that a lot at, um whatever events I work at, like, so many guys, like, you know, all various different ages in their lives come to me, and they're so mortally embarrassed by their fucking foot fetish, and I'm like, dude, first of all, it's not even that weird, this is, like, this is pretty vanilla, actually, like, you're, you like a body part, and, like, you know, there's no fluid or anything dirty coming out of the body part, like, you know, some people think, feet are dirty and gross and stuff like that but it's like no not if like most people's aren't like you shower every day like cool you know 
Um, but they're just like, they think they're this freak. And I'm like, listen, you know, when I first, when Foot Fetish first became on my radar, I think, again, I was in high school reading a copy of Cosmo. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what are your top, like, ten favorite parts of the female body? And feet was number four. And I was just like, oh, wow. Feet, like, I think, like, you know, like, lips, face, and tits were number three or something like that. Or, like, ass or whatever. But I'm like, so feet is higher than legs. You know, because, like, every, lots of dudes are like, oh, yeah, I love legs. You know, and that's okay. But, like, feet aren't. Right. You know? So, um, so I try to do my part to educate both any and all genders and just be like this is not that weird just you know and some guys or girls are wondering how they can bring it up to their partner if they've been dating for a while and I always say it's really easy just start giving them a foot rub you know like especially after a long day just be like oh are your feet tired do you want a foot rub yeah and then you just start there and you know if they're receptive to it you can just give them a little kiss or whatever and see how they respond to it and then, you know, you don't have to have this, like, gut-wrenching conversation, like, I know I didn't tell you when we first started dating, I thought you would think I was a freak or something, but I just, I love feet. <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't need to be that serious, just, you know. Right. Just, just like, slide your way into it, be normal about it, and they're either gonna be like, sure, yeah. or no. Now, there are a lot of women in particular out there who don't like their feet being touched at all. Right. They're just, um insecure about their feet right or they just f- think feet are gross or weird so there are some people who just genuinely don't want you paying any attention to their feet right but i would say those are in the minority right you know every especially anybody that wears high heels is gonna want a fucking foot massage right so yeah normalize destigmatize right cake. <laughs> like i filmed uh my girlfriend's king bang one time Nice. And like it got, I got caught by surprise. I was trying not to laugh, really, <laughs> but like uh, this one performer, like he started like having sex with her, but then he just upped and decided to deep throw her feet, <laughs> and like and he literally shoved my whole foot in his fucking mouth. Like all you yeah. saw was heel. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, his mouth was that big. It That's was like funny. It's like Steve Tyler. Like, yeah, no, these like. like I've seen I've seen that yeah. a few times too with situations like that. These dudes just go for it. It's uh-huh. like, you know what? Sometimes it just comes out of left field, but Right, right. <laughs> and uh, so now it's like if I'm doing a scene with a, another performer or whatever, like, hey, I go, hey, if I could re- I never remember, but like if I do remember, I'm like, hey, I'm going to mess around with your feet a little bit. You yeah. Know? Because I know that pe- people like that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like and it sells. <laughs> so um, but speaking of selling, um, you do you have a Pornhub. I do. I do have a Pornhub. So what are your most popular kind of videos? I heard that like you went viral. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would call it like viral viral, but uh, I have a very infamous ball busting video on Pornhub, which uh, I guess, I, you know, I didn't even realize I that it was becoming so well known, but, you know, I do a lot of camming in chat rooms and stuff like that. Like I'm on... Uh, MFC and Chatterbait and stuff like that and people would just be coming in and just referencing that video They're like, oh my god, you know I know you from this video that she did with that Italian guy because this guy was like from Italy he had a really thick Italian uh, accent and uh, you know uh, He wanted a brutal ball busting while he was in Vegas and I'm like 
I got you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of my thing. So I wore these like heels with spikes on them. And uh, I didn't even kick him that hard. And his, you know, his just sliced up his nutsack and he was bleeding at the end and he was just sort of like on the floor like oh you know and it was hilarious <laughs> stuff like that makes me laugh and I'm like oh you're gonna have to clean the blood off the floor and everything like that you know um but yeah everybody seems to know this video of mine because people just people from all over the world different countries you know will just come in and be like oh oh my god like it's really you from this video and I'm like was he like like oh my meatballs <laughs> like kind of thing or <laughs> he was saying some kind of shit like I can't remember because I was laughing so much he was definitely saying like oh you've you've decimated my balls or my manhood or some shit like that and I was just like ah I live for this. I love my job. Right. <laughs> I wish there were more more people lining up for like brutal stuff like that, but I'm pretty sure you can find that stuff in here. Like if really? you hang out, like like have a t shirt or something, like like let me kick you in the balls. <laughs> and I bet you people Oh go, my gosh. Okay, quickly, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so I need to get that that's like a personal fetish of mine. Like that's how I get my jollies that's how i get my rocks off is delivering some some pain so during the pandemic like that was an option i did not have at all right so i just felt very deprived for like a year and a half and when i finally got to uh be able to start like touring and traveling a little bit again i finally got to do it and i was just like oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) do you like masturbate to ball busting no no it's um i mean i enjoy it it's it's a different kind of getting off, I guess. It's uh it's like deeply fulfilling, like like a good buffet. Yes, like it's like a, or like what else can I compare it to? A roller I mean, it's well, it's it's sort of like being in a one-sided fist fight in a way, because the person's not even fighting back, so you get to just unload on them, unleash on them, and just yeah, I don't know, just. <laughs> it brings me it brings me much joy and satis- deep satisfaction. Yeah. You should do some kind of game show where you have three guys lined up and they have to like do like a Q&A or like a question, <laughs> like a test, like you got to test them. And whatever questions you don't like, they get like zapped in the balls or like, <laughs> or like you kick them or like whatever. But they are they have to be like chained up or something. Their testicles have to be present. I like that. And, uh, I have and, used like zapping devices on balls before, and mm-hmm. I love those too. Yeah. Some subs have even been stupid enough to give me like full control over their like little devices and stuff and i'll just like turn that shit up to 100 and just be like zapping them throughout the day and they're like oh or, god or here's another idea and you could totally use this on your next video or whatever you know the chinese handcuffs yeah the finger traps uh-huh. or whatever you could put one on each end of their penises and then you can have them try to pull their way out oh my gosh i have definitely Ooh. seen some dicks small enough to fit into those mm-hmm. i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there's like a a big one. A bigger one, right? That's funny. Or make your yeah. own kind of thing, you know? <laughs> or just, a t- I don't know. I like that. So, yeah, it's like a... I like to think outside the cuck. But... <laughs> the cuck is the thing, too. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that. There's a lot of guys that are fans of cuckolding, and some of them just... Yeah, it's funny, because on your side, you know, you get to see, like, well-endowed men. You get to see some big dicks all the time. Like... Doms have to see some of the smallest dicks you've ever seen in your life that you didn't even realize could be long to a human. Right. I've seen erect peni that were like 
the size of my like fingertip. Holy and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with and you? And they're like a judge, and they're or they're like, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. they're you know, there's some dude in a suit of whatever kind, and Just um, driving a big old like Mercedes or Lamborghini, and and the, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's people that you would never, you would never even believe, like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 pretty sad, it's pretty pathetic, and. It's no wonder that some of them turn to things like cuckolding because yeah. it's like you literally probably cannot even have intercourse right. with a woman. How else are you going to get them to be interested in you? You know, like money and power and stuff like that's cool, but it only really gets you so far. A real woman needs real dick. Right. And so that's the only way that some of these dudes can hold on to their relationship or have a hot woman is to let her get pleasure from someone else because right. they can't provide it. Right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a big seller for me too. Like I do a lot of POV content like that, talking shit to them because I love. I also just love humiliation in general. I love talking shit to these dudes. It's like it's all of the things that you wish you could say to someone, but you just can't. Right. You can't say it in, in normal life or whatever. But like I just I just say whatever the fuck I want to, and I insult them as much as I want and. They end up getting off on it and paying for it, so I'm like, that, yeah. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, like, we got to have you back again because that'll be another category that we need to talk about. Like, yeah, the humiliation, the trash talk. Yeah. I could go on and on about right. some of that shit. I could even bring snippets of my chats oh, yeah. that I've had. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we uh, we end this episode, and we're definitely gonna have you back again in the yeah. future. But, like, um, do you want to, like, tell them uh, any social medias? Or the sure. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at GoddessLilith66. I am shadow banned on there, unfortunately, so you have to type it in fully. You can find me on LoyalFans, LoyalFans.com forward slash GoddessLilith. Um, my full, like, session booking site is Queen-Lilith.com. And uh, let's see, I'm also on Instagram for the moment, uh, GoddessLilithDom until that account gets banned and uh, I also do a weekly stream on Twitch under uh, Lilith Astaroth that's my sort of more vanilla thing but we talk about kinky stuff all the time so come find me oh yeah well again thank you for being our guest and uh, thank you we'll see you again it was awesome and I want to thank you guys for for watching this episode and if you guys like what you see definitely subscribe like comment uh follow all the links that we have underneath and um so until next time i will see you guys later